It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Set R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. Follow the show on Twitter at L O Thunderpod. Email the show, L O Thunderpod at gmail.com or call into the show, 405 362 7128. That is 405 362 7128 to leave your questions, your thoughts, your comments, whatever on the phone line, through Twitter, email. And if you leave a five-star iTunes review with a question, it'll be answered on the air. This show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliable little prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. On today's show, we're going to talk all about the 76ers moving closer to the direction of hiring Mike D'Antoni, although it has not been confirmed just yet. We'll talk about the NBA announcing their pre-draft process and what all will go into that and take some of your Twitter questions at the end. But we start with the Mike D'Antoni story, and it seems as though it's going to be Mike D'Antoni. And with Philadelphia, at the start of their coaching search, as soon as they fired Brett Brown, it looked like it would be Ty Lue. And, and I thought that it was going to be absolutely Ty Lue. That's who I was uh, prepared for the Sixers coach to be. And that made a Chris Paul trade more appealing for it to be Ty Lue. With Mike D'Antoni, Chris Paul and him have history. Do they want to reconvene and do they want to uh, go down another partnership together? It seemed as though a lot of the problem between Chris Paul and D'Antoni were through James Harden. It seemed like Mike D'Antoni was just kind of there and not really facilitating the issue. Maybe Chris Paul had a problem with the way that uh, Harden was handled organizationally, but I'm not sure if the disdain between Paul and, and Mike D'Antoni would carry over from organization to organization. So I'm not going to rule it out by any means, but if Mike D'Antoni's their guy, you do question if the Sixers are still going to be involved with the 76, with the uh, Chris Paul sweepstakes. But I will say that Kevin O'Connor of the, of the Ringer, uh, front of the show Keith Smith of Yahoo, uh, they have both said that the 76ers, if they do hire Mike D'Antoni, if that's who their guy's going to be, they are, quote, geared up to revamp this roster in Philadelphia and to make it more conducive to Mike's style. And that would, of course, mean guys who can run the floor, guys who can shoot the basketball. And you can't do that when you're playing basically three big men with, with Ben Simmons, with Embiid, with Horford. You just can't do that. You can't do that when you have Edmund Legend, 
Josh Richardson on the, on the court. You can't do that. So you're going to have to make a trade. And Buddy Heald uh, is one person that's highly in the mix. And, and you look at the 76ers now, and if they are desperate to revamp this roster, okay, if, if they have gone all in and saying, look, we swung at Al Horford, who before we signed him was considered the, the Embiid stopper and was considered the only reason that, that the 76ers could not get over the Celtics hump, we signed him. It didn't work out. They're desperate now to trade him. Maybe Elton Brand and company are just desperate enough to give up Matisse Thibel. Matisse Thibel out of Colorado was someone that Sam Presti truly loved. Again, the, the first question in all of this is what was the what was the relationship like between Mike D'Antoni and Chris Paul? Was it more of a James Harden thing, or was it both Mike D'Antoni and Chris Paul? I, th- I don't think that we that we fully know the answer to that, a concrete answer. It, it obviously ended terribly in Houston between Chris Paul and that entire organization top to bottom. But again, how much of that was just facilitated by the culture the culture around James Harden versus the individual people, such as Adira Mori or Mike D'Antoni? I think that it might have been a just true derivative of the organization maybe coddling James Harden with Chris Paul not really taking too kindly to that. So I wouldn't say a 76ers Chris Paul trade is off the table by any means. Uh, But it does get a little bit more dicey once you throw in somebody who has past history with Chris Paul. Again, Chris Paul's whole thing this year was not only playing well, was not only getting MVP votes, was not only getting back on the All-NBA teams. His big thing was revitalizing his career off the floor as well as on the floor. Uh, Changing around his image, changing around... Uh, him being a team player, working with a new coaching staff, mentoring the young guys, not being a problem in the locker room. Uh, all these sort of things that's followed him since L.A., he's reversed course on. Would he want to go back to a Mike D'Antoni offense? Would he want to go back to Mike D'Antoni as a coach? I don't know. Would Mike D'Antoni want him back? With Mike D'Antoni, if he's the new guy for the, the, the Sixers, I feel less confident that they're an option. Not not totally saying it's a 0% chance, uh, but I feel less confident that that's going to be an option for Oklahoma City. But maybe, on the flip side of that, it's someone who Mike D'Antoni can trust as he tries to win right away. Because as we talked about yesterday with Billy Donovan, uh, yes, there's a lot to like about the 76ers. It's a team that wants to compete. But if you're a new coach going into that system, you don't have a long leash. They're a year or two away from you know, a a disappointing playoff here or there, blowing this whole thing up and trading Embiid or trading Simmons or firing you and getting another new coach. I mean, the timeline, the window is very small in Philadelphia. Can that work in the favor of Chris Paul? Or does it work against Chris Paul? Let me know what you think on Twitter, at Rylan underscore Styles. I do think that the Sixers will want to get off of the Al Horford contract, and I've seen a lot of people throw around the idea of him reuniting with Billy Donovan, which people forget he was going to come to Oklahoma City uh, until Kevin Durant left. And if Kevin Durant re-signed, you'd also have Al Horford in, in 2016 in Oklahoma City, which would have been a huge deal to reunite with Billy Donovan, who he loves. Um, you know, I don't I don't think that the Bulls will take on Al Horford's contract. I just don't. I, I don't see a fit there. I get it. Florida guy, someone who can help instill culture, someone who can help... Uh, truly implement Donovan's offense and defense and his style and his everything about him. 
I think you can do that a lot cheaper and a lot more affordable, both financially and basketball-wise, with Joakim Noah. You bring in Joakim Noah to you know, come on a, on a veteran minimum deal and fit in that Nick Collison, Udonis Haslam role where you're paying him literally nothing, so who cares about the contract situation? And then you don't have to play him any minutes because you're paying him nothing and he's not expected to be a part of the rotation, so you're not taking minutes away from the young guys. You're not taking minutes away from Wendell Carter, from Laurie Markton. You're not playing him. All the while, you now have a presence in that locker room that's not only respected within this Bulls organization, that's not only respected within NBA walls, but as someone who's won a championship with Billy Donovan and can help Billy Donovan usher in a new culture, usher in a new style, usher in everything in Chicago. If you want to go the Florida route, if you want to go the Donovan needs a veteran he's worked with before route, Joakim Noah for nothing and being that Nick Collison role is the way you go there. I think it's Al Horford. So then that opens up the Al Horford contract to... Okay, we the Sixers still want to move off of Hal Horford. Where what destinations left? And that's where you throw back in Chris Paul. Do you trade? Do, do the Sixers trade even with Mike D'Antoni higher if that's going to be their guy? Do they trade Al Horford to Oklahoma City plus Matisse Thybulle, or would it be Al Horford plus Josh Richardson for Chris Paul? Would it be Al Horford Richardson and? the 20th overall pick this year for Chris Paul? What would be the trade from Philadelphia that you would like to see? And then I just can't get over the fact of, would Philadelphia want to make this happen? Would they still want Chris Paul if Mike D'Antoni's their guy? Which is why I think that it's more beneficial for Oklahoma City if they do hire Ty Lue. So I think it'll be important to keep your eye on who the head coach of the Sixers will be. Obviously, very important to find out who the head coach of the Thunder will be, which we have no idea when that will happen. But maybe, just maybe, we have a little bit of a clearer picture on a timeline to get a new head coach involved with the Thunder. And we'll talk about that coming up. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you probably still had dial-up internet you didn't know how to use your email properly. Everything was wacky and haywire. You got a phone. You got a phone call on your rotary phone. Phone's ringing off the hook. All of a sudden, your internet's not working. It was a total mess. It was a disaster. Let's be honest. Tonight, 20 years ago, disaster on the internet. But what was not a disaster was going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car will ever need. It could have been so simple for you to use back then. And, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. And right now, you can go to rockauto.com and find all the parts your car would ever need. All right, my favorite part about rockauto.com is their website itself because I know nothing about vehicles. I know nothing about cars. I know nothing about makes and models and manufacturers, and they've got hundreds of them. So how in the world am I to know what I need for my car? But that's where their website comes in because on their website, I can just put in my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. And that is so important because otherwise I'd be wasting so much money on parts that just wouldn't work with my car, wouldn't fit with my car, and I'd be just throwing money away. Do not do that. Go to rockauto.com instead and find all the parts your car will ever need with their amazing selection and reliably low prices. Tell them Lockdown sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So we're back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can also follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. You can get involved with this show in a multitude of ways. And I want to move on to this next story about the NBA announcing the pre-draft process being done virtually and also having select portions of it done in teams markets. And the process will start on September 28th. You would assume the thunder and every team around the league would want a head coach by September 28th. I understand. And I've said before on this show, Sam Presti will call every single shot, no matter who you hire, no matter what coach you hire. And it's part of the reason why a retread hire might not make the most sense for Oklahoma City. Someone like a Stan Van Gundy who has demanded control. Control was the only reason why Van Gundy picked Detroit over Golden State and missed out on the Golden State Warriors dynasty. That was the only reason. He wanted team control. You're not getting that in Oklahoma City. Sam Presti is going to make every single draft pick of these future 14 future first-round picks. So I understand that the process itself will be dealt with Sam Presti and Sam Presti We'll have it on lock and he'll make the picks. But you would still want some stability and a head coach to bounce ideas off of come September 28th, I would imagine, whenever this pre-draft process starts. You would think you'd want a head coach. So if you're looking at a timeline of when, when are the Thunder going to name their new head coach, when are they going to hire the new head coach, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens on Friday at like 5.30 and Sam Presti just news dumps it to Woj and uh, everyone is left scrambling trying to figure out what to do while you get ready for the weekend and get ready for football. We get ready for another football weekend. And all of a sudden now the Thunder have a new head coach at five 30 on Friday night. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but you would imagine it's going to happen before the 28th. Again, understanding that Sam Presti will control the draft. I would just think that you'd want to have a pillar of your franchise, a, a head coach locked in as you start interviewing this prospects. I know that they have to, go wherever they're drafted to, but you'd at least want them to meet their head coach, their future head coach, and see what he thinks about them. Even though Sam Presti will make the decisions, this process will go from the September 28th until early to mid-November with the draft schedules right now for November 18th. My question with all of this is, does this mean that it'll be in every team's market? Like, will these prospects also be hitting up Oklahoma City as well as Dallas and San Antonio and Houston? Or... Will this be done regionally? So, you know, the Thunder, the Mavericks, the Spurs, and the Rockets all have to go to Dallas to meet these prospects. When it says team markets, does that mean all teams? Or is it by region? Or, or how are we doing the markets? Because if, if you're going to get to do virtual uh, interviews with everybody, of course, and then it sounds as though you can invite any prospect you want to to come to your home gym and to come to your facilities... It would be interesting. It'd be more hands-on than a normal process would be at the combine where you're kind of shuffling guys from station to station. 
And normally, you get a limit put on you of how many guys can come to your official facility. I'm interested in the details of this. I don't know if we're going to ever get them, but it is interesting to me. And while we're on the subject of the draft, I do want to say, as it becomes fake trade season, and on that note, if you have Reddit or if you have Twitter, you can, again, tweet at me at Ryland underscore Styles or at LL Thunderpod. On Reddit, you can just scroll down the Thunder subreddit. You'll see a thread from me about fake trades. If you if you have any fake trades yourself that you've made or you just see some fake trades that you love, send them on in. Let's talk about some fake trades in the coming weeks. So you can do that on Twitter. You can find that Reddit thread and just send in your, your favorite fake trades. We'll talk about some tomorrow and throughout the next couple of months here. But on the topic of the draft, I've seen a lot of questions. I've gotten a lot of questions myself about, you know, do you think the Thunder can trade up in the draft? Can the Thunder move up in the draft? Look, the bottom line is from now on, from now until 2026, you can trade up in any draft class you want. You got 14 future first-round picks. If Sam Presti falls in love with somebody, especially if they're not a Zion Williamson, who is just a clear-cut number one, and the Pelicans wouldn't have traded him for anyone, if it's if it's not that, if it's not a clear-cut number one like Zion was, Sam Presti has the assets to trade for anyone. So yeah, you can trade up in this year's class. If he falls in love with RJ Hampton, who who I was extremely high on before the season started, if he falls in love with you know Cole Anthony, who again I was really high on before the season started, and and they start slipping down the board to like fifteen, yeah, he can shoot up there from twenty five and get them absolutely. So if you're if you're wondering about trading up in the draft, or you have a prospect that you're unsure about, you know the range of which they're going to go, if Sam Presti agrees with you and likes that prospect, he has every chance and ability to move up to get him. He just does with the capital he's going to have. And so that's why I think that this this podcast that happens every single day, the only Thunder podcast that happens every single day, is in such a good position because before I got to be the host in May, there was no draft coverage. And then I came on in May and we were worried about if the bubble was going to start, how the bubble was going to work. And then we talked about the bubble games and we talked about the playoffs. And now we've gotten to this point a couple months before the draft and there's been no draft coverage. We can now move into draft coverage and, and really have the flexibility to talk about one through 60 and feel confident Sam Presti can pull the trigger on any of these guys because you have so much future draft capital. And beyond that, this season specifically, teams are wanting to give away first round picks. You can read about this from Brian Windhorst on ESPN. He had an article two months ago, a month ago, uh, about how teams are going to look at this draft class and realize that they that they'd be better off trading away this pick and not and just not making a pick in this year's class because you don't want to add that money in a year in which the salary cap's going to go down and before the next free agency and there's all these different variables that he laid out there on why teams are going to be looking to, to get rid of picks and so far that claim from Brian Windhorst has been backed up with with the speculation that we've seen multiple and multiple and multiple teams have been rumored to be wanting to trade out this first round since that Brian Windhorst article came out so yes the Thunder can absolutely trade up in the draft. Will they trade up high enough to get LaMelo Ball? Probably not. But I would say anywhere from 15 to 25, anywhere from even 10 to 25, I'd feel pretty comfortable saying if Sam Presti just absolutely wanted somebody and felt like that person could be the next shining star next to Shea, he can go get him. And that's what makes this draft process so much fun. And this draft process for a couple of years now, with, with you entering the tank and you... Uh, shooting for high picks and hopefully going to get Cade Cunningham next year. It's going to be a lot of fun covering this draft for a long, long time. And we'll do that right here 
on the Locked On Thunder podcast. The draft is one of my favorite parts about the NBA season. I mean, the NBA as a whole is just learning about these guys from college and you know seeing them progress throughout the college season and watching their NBA's, NBA careers grow. I mean, look at Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero just had an electric game to put the Heat up 3-1. And in Oklahoma City, we had convinced ourselves that you know, maybe he could fall to 21, but he, he was at the very end of the lottery, and now he is lighting it up. He's playing better than he did at Kentucky. So I love the draft. I love covering the draft, and we will do that in this show forever, but also especially this year and next year, these coming years, uh, before this next tankathon gets over with and the Thunder are back to competing and trying to win again. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And on the other side, we're going to have a lot more fun talking about your Twitter questions. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. And we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. That's R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Call in the show for all 5362-7128. So, I want to end the show with another Twitter question, and we'll do this again tomorrow. So if you have Twitter questions, hit me up on Twitter. I just gave you the information. Throw all your questions into Twitter all you want to. But this question comes from Hustlig Ryan, and I totally botched your last name. Sorry about that. Uh, But they ask, is there any world where you could see KD coming back to Oklahoma City to finish his career after his contract's up in Brooklyn? So with the Kevin Durant conversation, I understand all the emotions that went into it. Trust me, I watched this city basically grieve the loss of Kevin Durant. So we can break this question down in a multitude of parts. I'm going to say, number one, uh, no matter when Kevin Durant comes back, if he comes back, I'll be fine with it. I'll be happy. I'll welcome him back. Uh, Simply because that's just a part of Oklahoma City's history as as a city. It's part of Oklahoma's history as a state. It's a part of my childhood. It's a part of... It's really a part of what we all grew up here knowing and loving and cherishing. And a bad ending the first go around is not going to sully that forever. And I'm not going to say he needs to apologize necessarily because leaving wasn't the problem for me. Golden State was not the problem for me, even though it was a a problem for a lot of you. Golden State wasn't the problem for me. The problem was talking bad about this organization. And even Russell Westbrook, who... I've given no free passes to Russell Westbrook, but I will say this. The, the, the thing that got me was talking bad about you know Donovan, who was only here for a year, talking bad about Sam Presti, uh, saying they're never going to win in Oklahoma City after you just joined a historically great team who you weren't going to need to have a killer instinct to, to help win. You weren't going to need, they didn't need you to win. Uh, saying that Oklahoma City was never going to win, 
after you were responsible, you know, you were one half of the responsibility for blowing that 3-1 lead. That felt Bush League to me. And again, this organization, it's not like a scenario where the organization just ruined KD's career or never helped him or never went for it or never tried. They ran into some tough luck in the injury process, had some heartbreaking series. It didn't work out. They didn't win championship. Made one bad trade. Every organization makes one bad trade. They had plenty of other chances to win a championship. Injuries here and there, couldn't do it. The year Patrick Beverly takes out Russ, I really think they win a championship there. The year that they blow a 3-1 lead to the Warriors, I think they win a championship there. Had the year where they didn't make the playoffs because both Russ and KD got hurt. Who knows what happens once you get the playoffs there. So I would welcome Kevin Rett back. I would I would enjoy having Kevin Rett back for one last go around and hopefully try to mend the the fences there. And because let's face it, Kevin Rett's the best player to ever play in Oklahoma City. He's the very best player to ever put on an Oklahoma City uniform. He's the very best player to ever play in Oklahoma City, period. End of story. He will likely always be the best player to ever play in Oklahoma City. That kind of talent is not duplicated. That talent that you saw in Oklahoma City will not be duplicated. And I don't want the legacy of that and the story of that, the story of Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City, to be forever tarnished and left there. Look, you, you cannot tell the story of this organization. You cannot tell the story of Kevin Durant's time in Oklahoma City without including the burner accounts, without including Golden State. But if he comes back, it starts to get easier to say, look, we had a great first half of his career in Oklahoma City. In the middle stretch, he did some some bad things in a basketball sense. Went to Golden State. We didn't like that. Didn't like the way he handled it. Then he came back at the end of his career and, and, and made amends for that. That's how I would like this to end. And why Kevin Durant would do this is because I think that Kevin Durant is someone who is so obsessed with a narrative. He is so obsessed with his legacy. Kevin Durant longs and wishes that he could sit down and write his own story. He could sit down and, and write the, the narrative and the legacy around his career and write his own path in NBA history. He wishes that could be the case. He cares more about what the people watching the NBA think of him than anyone in the NBA right now. And you know that from the burner accounts, and you know that from his own his own messages to the media and what reporting has been done about how he truly felt going to Golden State and winning a title would put him on par or he may even surpass uh, LeBron. When that didn't happen, when nobody passed him the torch as, as the best player in the NBA uh, present day, things kind of came crumbling down around him a little bit. He cared about that. He cared about that title of best player in the NBA. He cares about legacy. He cares about how he's going to be remembered. He cares about all those things. And it, as it stands right now, with the way things got left and the way things are still left, it would be a real shame if it gets placed this way, if the pin gets put into the story of Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City and it never gets taken out and you never get to to conclude and write another chapter of that of that storybook. Does Kevin Durant get his jersey retired? Does the best player to ever play in Oklahoma City, does the best player that will ever play in Oklahoma City get his jersey retired? That's a legitimate conversation. For me, 
I think you still retire his jersey no matter what happens, if he comes back or not. Because you cannot tell the story of this franchise without Kevin Durant. You just can't. Just like you cannot tell the story of this franchise without Nick Collison. Who, Nick Collison, 20 years from now, when we go back and look at the stat sheet and, and people who didn't understand, heck, there's people to this day that don't understand why there's number four jersey in that rafter. Those people are a lost cause. You're not going to convince them, but you just know, diehard Thunder fans know you cannot tell the story of the Thunder without Nick Collison. You can't tell it without Kevin Durant. You can't tell it without Russell Westbrook. Those guys have to get their number retired no matter what happens. But I understand as of right now why fans are saying, look, I don't really want Kevin Durant's number up there. That kind of gets washed away if you have a do-over or so to say, or another chapter in the story of Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City. The pain you felt on the 4th of July that year can't be taken away. Watching him win championships in Golden State can't be taken away. Watching him go forehead to forehead with Russell Westbrook, I was there, by the way, awesome moment. We don't want it to be taken away. Him leaving, him going to Brooklyn can't be taken away. But you can start the process of healing better if he's in Oklahoma City and finishes his career here and says the right things while he's here. You just kind of, I just want them to end on better terms. Even if he never plays for Oklahoma City, I want there to eventually be a media pre, you know, availability where he talks glowingly about Oklahoma City and Presti does the same and eventually we understand that this will be totally fine and dandy. Look, I mean, things didn't end that well with Shaq in L.A. and there's a statue of Shaq and his number's retired. So hopefully the same can happen with Kevin Durant. Would he ever come back? There is a world where he comes back because Kevin Durant, especially, cares so much about that narrative. Uh, but if I had to bet on it, I would say I would say no. Because as much as he cares about the uh, about the narrative, I wonder if he feels like if he did return to Oklahoma City, would people take that as him admitting he was wrong for Golden State? And again, I don't agree with the move to Golden State, but I don't think he was wrong for it. I think it was wrong for the way that he treated Oklahoma City in the media on his burner accounts, etc. That's what I had a problem with. Not the Golden State thing. He earned the right in his NBA career to choose whatever team he wanted to play for. Any team, which included, which included Golden State. I just didn't like the extra stuff that went along with it. Is there a world he comes back to answer your question? Yes. Will it happen? I don't know, but I'd lean no as of right now. Send in more Twitter questions and we have more for tomorrow at Rylan underscore Styles at LO Thunderpod. Call in with questions at 405-362-7128. Be good. Be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked On Thunder. Perfect ending to a historic day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.